one nation under fraud, completely visible, with lying and spying for all. The Kate Daly Show starts now. They told you the guys torching Wendy's in 2020 were mostly peaceful. They said that masks worked. They told you the vax was safe. They tried to convince you that Russia blew up its own pipeline. The corporate media lied too much, and it killed them. For the last 10 years, can you describe what precipitated your targeting? Yes, I'm reporting the truth about Benghazi. I was attacked by one of those NGOs that masquerades as a nonpartisan watchdog in violation of its 5013C status. It occupies a highly partisan position. I'm talking about Media Matters for America. I'm sure there's many doctors in this room, scientists who've been attacked by the same people. Um, the same people that run that, David Brock, for example, another political assassin, now runs an organization called Facts First USA, which is designed to make sure that your research Dr. Hazan never reaches, never reaches the people or the public. There are other organizations like Defeat Disinfo, which claims to be a pack that goes after disinformation, particularly set up to target COVID and throughout COVID with General Stanley McChrystal and the other people that advise that organization. But what, you know, Senator Johnson, it's not a secret that these organizations exist. What is not widely known and talked about is that it's paid for by us. That was Laura Logan. Of course, Tucker started out with uh, um, corporate media, mainstream media is consistently lying to us all the time about everything from COVID to who's torching Wendy's. Um, And then uh, Laura Logan talking about how she was targeted by Media Matters and David Brock and a political assassin um, by money that's paid for by us, that's taken from us, not paid for because we don't have a consent in this any consent, but that's taken from us, given to the NGOs, which are not NGOs, as Milty pointed out on the break. It's GEOs, because they're not non-governmental agencies. Um, they're just governmental agencies, right? And uh, organizations, NGO, organization. Um, but that uh, the money is taken from us and paid through these things that we think aren't governmental, but they're basically the government to target us, to target people trying to tell the truth. Yep. It's a fun game. And we love to play it and people don't call this out and they believe CNN and Fox News and all the rest. So we have a lot of problems in the United States because of it. And it trickles down to all of our newscasts, um, even your local news um, all around you. Even the country newspapers now are pretty much bought out by uh, USA Today and, and kind of run from the top to parrot AP News and Reuters News. And that's the news you get. How fun, right? Um, so lots of lies. Our, of course, uh, guest in this segment of the show, he comes on every Tuesday, is Mel Madison. Mel uh, wrote the book Quaz. We've talked about this book. It's a it's a fantastic book, and we welcome you. How are you, Mel? Hey, Kate. How are you doing? Good, good. I, I'm, I'm excited to have you. So let's talk about uh, the stock market. Let's talk about where we lie in the in the money field right now, and let's talk a little bit about some some countries overseas. All right, sure. Yeah. So I think, you know, a uh, news headline that unless you maybe follow the economy and the markets closely, you might not have heard, is that last week, the Japanese version of, for lack of a better term, like like our Dow, 
Um, their Nikkei 225 stock market index hit a new all-time high on Thursday. And what's interesting about that is that the last time it hit an all-time high was on the last trading day of 1989. So hmm. 34 years went by until uh, last week when it finally eclipsed the high of the bubble, the Japanese bubble of the 1980s. And what's interesting about that Japanese bubble in the 80s, which you know, we could talk a little bit about what caused that and how that got started, but it also is something that's a great reminder for people of how bubbles work, how they can take a long time to build, but then all of a sudden they can burst and, and the consequences can be devastating. And unfortunately, I think what we're seeing here right now in the United States with our stock market hitting all time highs and with this influx of money into things like AI and GLP ones, which are the weight loss drugs and some of the other um, so-called innovations happening that we're setting ourselves up, I think, for perhaps the mother of all bubbles. Um, and really what that that could mean. So that's what I wanted to maybe share with you and the audience a little bit today. Please go on. And I love history of things, and I like to know about the, the beginnings of things too. So please go for it. Well, on one of our shows, we talked a little bit about the Bank for International Settlements with in their connections to Nazi Germany and and how they the, the economic leaders of the Third Reich continued in senior positions after the war. And, and essentially built up the euro, the eurozone, the one common currency, the European Central Bank headquartered in Frankfurt, Germany. Well, a similar thing went on in Japan. And so you kind of have to ask yourself, how did this country after 1945, after literally being nuked, uh, become the world's second largest economy in a matter of just a few decades? And at the peak of their bubble, the Japanese stock market, the value of all the stocks that traded on the Tokyo Exchange, was actually more than the value of all the stocks that trade here in the United States. So they had the most valuable stock market in the world. Their real estate was so ridiculous that at one point in the 1980s, the land for one little park that was around the Imperial Garden in Tokyo was valued more than all the land in the entire state of California. Wow. Uh, one one neighborhood in Tokyo, the value of that land was worth more than all the land in Canada, the second largest country in the world. Oh, my gosh. And it, th this was an obscene bubble. And, and, and that's why I think it's so educational, because people do not realize how ridiculous prices can get, how valuations mm. can get, how these things get built and why we are at. I think the beginning of the end of this great bubble here in the United States. And I think these things, they do take time. As I mentioned, this took from 1945 until 1989. This is a 45-year process. They, similar to, to Germany, a lot of the leaders under the emperor, his financial minions were the ones that led Japan. And they had essentially a state-controlled economy right after the war. They had all this money from the United States, from bankers, from corporations, basically a Japanese Marshall Plan, built all this up to create these massive companies like Toyota and Mitsubishi and Sony. And, and what happened was, you know, at a certain point, they decided to take off some of those economic controls and let the banks go wild, uh, cheap credit, 
low interest rates. You know, all these things are very mm -hmm. familiar to what what we're yeah. seeing happening here in the United States. Right. And that was really when they went from like a very strong economy to this 1980s bubble economy where it got to those ridiculous proportions. And so the nature of a bubble really usually has a few components. It has some sort of innovation or change to it. It has some sort of loosening of credit, meaning like loose money, free money. So not natural, not not like a natural well, thing occurring, but a manipulated thing. It, well, it, it's not natural. It's a lot like a fire. A fire needs a fuel source. It needs oxygen and it needs that spark to kind of set it off. Mm -hmm. And a a fire um, and this is a, a metaphor that comes from a book. Um, I forget the author's names, but if anybody wants to read it, it's really good. It's called Boom and Bust. But basically it, it goes through all the major booms from the railway booms, the uh, you know, the, the Latin American mining booms in the 1800s. Uh, the the booms in, in France in the 1700s that were set up after France had its first central bank. And a lot of these are all tied to, to banks and to essentially the central bank uh, releasing credit into the system. And what we have right now is we have a central bank that is trying to keep interest rates at a relatively normal level. But this year, according to you know market forecasters, they're going to start reducing those rates again. Uh, right now, the predictions are that's going to start in June. It might start earlier. It might start a little later. But we're heading into a period where they're going to be reducing rates again. We're going to have that easy money. And then we have this AI bubble forming around um, or this bubble forming around AI as well as uh, these new drugs. Uh, companies like Eli Lilly now are worth almost a trillion dollars alone. Uh, there's a company today called Viking Therapeutics. They just had a study come out with only 176 people in the study. Some weight loss drug supposedly has good results. This Viking Therapeutics went up 112% just today alone. Jeez. So these are these are the types of things that are like the kindling is starting to burn. And then what the Fed is going to, in an election year, lower rates, and, and they're going to pour oxygen onto this fire. And so what we could be setting up for is is actually a really strong next one to call it three years in our economy from an outside perspective a strong stock market uh, a lot of hiring corporations spending all types of money on ai but what is underpinning all of this at the end of the day is going to be cheap free fiat money uh, spooned out by the fed and of course, government debt and stimulus. Um, you look at anything, even something like the Ukraine bill, you know, 90% of that money is gonna go right to US defense contractors. Yeah. And so all, all, of these, all of these bills, everything they're trying to do, it's all a way to take this US uh, taxpayer money, uh, print more debt, and then funnel it to US corporations and prop it up instead of real organic growth. Wow. It, you know, it's interesting. I didn't realize that about Japan. I didn't realize some of these things that you can actually see the model of how they do it and, and, and then what happens after, like you said. When you start seeing these things, people get excited and then they don't realize what they're, what they're, part, what, what they're actually excited about creating for themselves and it's not good. So, and and it, it's, it's also the group thing. It's, it's, yeah. It's, it's if you think, why would we be sitting here talking about this and why isn't the stock market worried about it? Is yeah. th these things feed upon themselves. So in 1989, you had 
you know, thousands upon thousands of high-paid analysts at investment banks telling people, oh, the Japanese is the greatest economy in the history mm. of the world. This is, this is amazing. And, and you wouldn't even hear dissent. In Japan, nobody would even go on the, the TV or the radio to talk down the economy. If they did, they went on and got themselves blacked out because so much of this money was being funneled through uh, organi Japanese uh, organized crime organizations that they were afraid that if they talked down the economy and said that this is ridiculous, that they were going to get killed or their family was going to get killed. So people are, are afraid to tell the truth when these things are going on yeah. because there's so many powerful people that have so much money behind it. They yeah. don't want to be on the TV telling you, oh, this is what's going to happen in three or four years because it threatens the whole system. We'll be right back. A little bit more with Mel Madison from the book Quaz. You should grab that book. Be right back. MelMadison.com. Hey, everybody. As we enter into 2024, this is really important. The banking crisis, which is kind of remaining kind of quiet, except for smaller banks are, are failing as more centralized banking even happens at these levels right now that we're seeing. That's why we saw some of the bank closures uh, last year. As this enters stage two, this is really, really important. Investors are relaxed right now because they think the banking crisis is over, but it's really a big mistake. History shows that major financial crises unfold in stages and have a quiet period between the initial stage and the critical stage when it's too late to do anything. The next forecast that's coming, the more acute stage two of the banking crisis is coming after a quiet period, right? We know this. It's coming. Birch Gold is writing about this. They understand that there's this quiet period right now. This is the time, you guys, get everything you have at least backed by gold. It won't cost you anything, which is amazing. You can take advantage of this, at least get the information. Your IRAs, your retirement, are they short up? Are they backed by anything important, by any by any gold? Um, and make sure you buy gold and silver from Birch Gold. These are the people I trust, okay? And I love them. Um, you guys out there that have that have done this are saying such fantastic things about Birch Gold. I knew you would. And, of course, Ron Paul, Steve Bannon, uh, Ben Shapiro. These are all the people that use Birch Gold for a reason. They have a stellar reputation. Please text 989898. That's the phone number, 989898, those six digits. Text my name, Kate, as the message on your phone. And when you do that, you'll get some free information to look at. Please do this, okay? Just get the free information. Information is free, and, you know, you can't go wrong with information. And at least you'll have some answers on if this is something you should do, too. Thanks, you guys. Birch Gold is amazing. Otherwise, I wouldn't talk about them. Thanks a lot. This is the Kate Daly Show. Kate Daly Show, katedalyradio.com. So happy that you're listening. You can always stream the show live, too, in the afternoon and uh, call in, of course. We have Mel Madison on because it's Tuesday. It comes on every Tuesday and uh, shares with us what's going on economically uh, around the world and uh, with a lot of history thrown in, which I absolutely adore. Um, and Uncle Milty's with me, of course. You had a question for Mel. I was just curious as what what enabled Japan to get back to setting this record uh, stock market Good high. Question. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Well, <laughs> a lot of a lot of it does have to do with their central bank and with their uh, easy money policies. So 
a lot of people here remember that when COVID happened and after the financial crisis, we the Federal Reserve re reduced interest rates to basically zero. They they give a range, and the lowest range they ever gave was zero to 0.25 percent. And you might think, well, you can't really get much lower than that. But in Japan, they're like right. Our Federal Reserve had to raise interest rates because of inflation, and uh, we now have a Fed funds rate uh, around five percent. In Japan, they have no inflation where worries because their population is in a massive state of decline. Their uh, fertility rates are at one point three per woman, which you know the rate is around two point one. So they're on a path to literally have their population. Um, by the end of this century, um, if, if things keep going. So they're not as worried about inflation. So they've been, the central bank has been manipulating things. The, their rate, as opposed to our 5%, their interest rate is negative 0.1%. So if you give the government, loan, loan the central bank $100, down the road, they give you back $100 minus that 0.1%. You don't even get all your money back. Oh so when God. you have a negative... A negative interest rate. So, I mean, so if you think about zero percent interest is essentially free money mm -hmm. in Japan, they they're basically paying you to take money. Like, like it's 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 a ridiculous situation. And like here in the United States, our ten-year bonds are now yielding four point three percent. The Japanese ten-year bond is yielding 06 percent. A Japanese one-month. Uh, uh, one month uh, is essentially the equivalent of our T-bills is yielding minus one, one percent. So you're, you're literally getting less money back Losing than you it. give to the government. Oh, my gosh. Milty? So, Milty? so the only thing they can invest in is debt. Well, well, the thing the thing is that the debt is so pervasive in Japan and the interest rates are so low that they need to put the money into the stock market. They need to put the money into something uh, that actually has a yield to it or can return it. And what's been happening and why the stock market's been going up is given these ultra low interest rates, you've seen the Japanese yen go up to you know astronomical heights. It's now 150 yen to just get a dollar. One yen isn't even worth a penny anymore, which it was you know just a few years ago. So when you devalue the currency, and you put in hyper low interest rates, you know, you can get the stock market to get juice for a little while, but eventually, you know, those chickens come home to roost. And I think what's happening right now with, with the US is that we're actually maintaining a relatively sane interest rate. But what, what I believe and I've talked about in the past is that this, this four or 5% interest rate is unsustainable as our debt increase, and especially as we get near to my economic D-Day, which is around 2030, which is when the Social Security and Medicare trust funds are going to go dry. And so we have this two to three year grace period where this bubble can start to form around AI, the GLP weight loss drugs, the stock market can do well. Uh, real estate values will likely start going up again, especially once the Federal Reserve starts lowering interest rates because that's going to decrease mortgage rates. And everybody is going to think we're in this amazing, perfect economy um, in like 2025, 2026. And that's when every, the last person who doesn't believe in it is just going to say, what the heck, I'm going to put my money in it because 
You know, yeah. the NASDAQ is at 10,000, the Dow is at 60,000. I'm watching all my neighbors get rich and everybody's gonna have their money in it. And then that's when the bottom's gonna fall out, but it's not gonna fall out over the course of years. It could literally be the situation where you just wake up one morning and it's, and it's game over. It could be yeah. all of a sudden, you know, one bank loses faith mm -hmm. in the um, ability for the treasury to yeah. sell its debt. Another bank wants to sell its debt and now all of a sudden you have, you know, the 10-year the, the treasury interest rate jump 3% in a week, and then it's basically game over. Wow. Get the book, Quaz, Mel Madison, um, M-A-T-T-I-S-O-N. Go there. <laughs> Get his latest, melmadison.com. The book is Quaz. Thank you, Mel. Thank wow, lots to think about. Mm. Be right back, Kate Daly Show. This is the Kate Daly Show. Happy days. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't know about that message. Um, hmm. So welcome back and a big thank you to Mel Madison. Um, really appreciate him. It's M-A-T-T-I-S-O-N. Um, and the book is Quaz. You should go get that book because it's going to tell you a lot. It's fiction and it's fun to read, but it's going to tell you a lot about what happens with the markets, just like when he comes on and talks to us about this every Tuesday and we get kind of the economics around the country with some history. Don't you love that? Yep. I love it. He's great. Fantastic guest um, to have every uh, Tuesday. So that's important. I'll put that on its own podcast so you can share that with friends and family in your email and, and uh, on Facebook, on social media and so forth. Put it on Twitter. Um, and I welcome you back. Also, I just wanted to mention, too, that um, you should probably text Birch Gold 989898. That's the phone number. And text my name, Kate. Just K-A-T-E, four letters. That's all you got to put in the message. Just K-A-T-E. You'll get some free information on digital currency. Because you were just asking a question about digital currency. We yeah. were just talking about it off the air. What is Japan's position? You know, we see the parallels in economies, like what happens when um, they blow the country up, kind of like we saw in sure. 2008, 2009, what we're probably going to see again. And j this is Japan's, this is, this is where Japan stands right now, which you could probably guess because Japan will pretty much do whatever we do, always. Um, the central, so this was 15 days ago. The central... Uh, uh, the Bank of Japan and the Ministry of Finance held their first meeting to discuss a potential central bank digital currency, CBDC, which I actually don't think is accurate. I think they've been holding these meetings for a long time. But this is what they tell the public, kind of like when they said FedNow was brand new, but mm -hmm. FedNow actually already existed and we have proof of that. But this is what they said. The central bank is currently conducting a digital yen pilot, but no decision has been made on the launch date. I think they're all in. The, the thing that I find interesting about Japan, though, is you. I would think that Japan would fight globalism mm. because they've always been such a isolated country. They mm -hmm. haven't liked foreigners. They haven't allowed that. But I think that's that. why they're so on board with us. Don't you? I think that's why they pretty much, like, look at Microsoft. When Microsoft launches, where, where do they go? Japan. To do a pilot, I mean, another office, not sure. a pilot office, but hmm. to do another foreign office, they go straight to Japan, doesn't even make sense, right? If Japan is so sovereign, I just feel like they're in our pocket, yeah? Maybe, I don't know. I would I think. Just... 
Uh, and maybe it's just two different things. I mean, yeah. it's societal against mm-hmm. economic. Hmm. Maybe. What do you guys think? Can we see the parallels in our economy and Japan's economy? And what happens when you get to the point that we're at right now that we're going to see over this next year? Well, there was talk today about the fact that the United States birth rate is getting low. Mm-hmm. And again, it was used as an excuse to justify opening the southern border. They'll come up with any reason, sure. I swear. It drives me crazy. Here's another good reason. We need to have no sovereignty as a nation. You, you, know, yeah. how, okay. you know how you could fix the low birth rate? Okay. And abortions. <laughs> yeah. It's over 60 million. Yeah. Killed through abortion. And that's a soft number. That's not even, I think, the actual number sad um is digital currency coming yeah they're the countries are all getting in on it with their currency and it's coming and i don't know that at this point in the game that you could even have the argument that it's not because there's too much evidence that it is so what are you doing to prepare for that that's scary you got to have a lot of stuff to barter with you really do. You got to create a bartering system with people you know. I set up a system that I think is going to work pretty good for me. <laughs> what is that? I, I have my funeral plot all ready to go. <laughs> oh, gosh. oh, what are we going to do? Um, speaking of which, actually, we need to talk about this. The Canadian woman that got her shots. Speaking of funerals. Speaking of funerals. Got her shots. And um, was paralyzed after the Moderna booster shot, right? And then was offered euthanasia twice in Canada. Is that coming to the U.S.? I'm pretty sure you could say yes on that. I think they've been setting us up for a long time. Remember when Obamacare came about? That was one of the big statutes in there. Oh, yeah. Is uh, the demise, the demise of you after the age of 70. Diminished returns. <laughs> Diminished returns. <laughs> this is just so pathetically sad. Um, Kayla Pollock, 37-year-old mother from Ontario, is now paralyzed after receiving the Moderna um, COVID-19 booster shot. Um, she initially took two Pfizer mRNA COVID mm-hmm. jabs in 2021 without incident and then took a third booster from Moderna in 2022. And became paralyzed from the neck down about 42 days later. Can you imagine the horror of that? This is on the heels of me reading a story here in the United States where this biker guy uh, in his 50s was basically put to death by um, several hospitals as he was shuffled around over the course of over a year in complete and total pain and really put to death by the COVID protocol of remdesivir run, death is near, Remdesivir, and uh, and all of the things that they were giving him and putting him on all of these tubes and his his hands and feet were blackened and it was excruciating. Can you imagine his wife having to watch this and not being able to get him out of the hospital and they were shuffling him around hospital to hospital where he finally died? Talk about a torture chamber. You know, we talk about the Jews getting tortured, right, in World War II, mm-hmm. yet we turn a blind eye right now in real time to the torture going on right now. 
And it was like Laura Logan said in that clip, that longer version of the clip that we played in the first hour was, you know, they might not, they don't, they're basically murdering you, but you're not dead, (laughs) but they're murdering you over time and torturing you. And we all say, man, if we were that doctor and nurse, we would have walked out in in World War II. If we we would have never done that. Mm -hmm. And we literally lack the courage at this point in time because we're turning a blind eye to what's going on in the hospitals, murdering our own citizens under medical tyranny, medical protocols that are killing us. This medical protocol killing her off in Canada and offered euthanasia. Can you even imagine this? So she was diagnosed with transverse myelitis. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a lesion on her spinal cord. Mm Mm-hmm. But a neurologist was asked if it could be a tumor. Mm-hmm. And his answer was, it's less likely to be a tumor. And my thought is, with all the turbo cancers, it's more likely to be a yeah, tumor. Yeah, you're right. I was just thinking that too. Turbo cancer kind of yeah. brought that on because that's the shots are doing that. And they came right out immediately and denied that it's likely to be a tumor. Yeah. Hmm. Mm. Yep. Nobody regrets not getting it. Just wanted to throw that out there. Yeah. It's just sad. And those that are silent, that got it, and you're just lucky enough to not be in the Russian roulette of getting a dose like this that would cause your body to go into this hyper overdrive for cancer. Like Pfizer said in the, in the, in the uh, famous Super Bowl commercial, our next thing is outdoing cancer. They didn't say curing it they said outdoing it which was a really strange way to put it anyway but they're basically letting all of you know and you're on alert that cancer is coming for you why because so many signed up for these damn shots without asking a single question knowing that it hadn't been tested knowing that you were injecting something into your body as a perfectly healthy human being because you were so much in fear of what could happen to you via the lying scumbaggery of the media I just hope we're never in that position again. I don't mean to be harsh. Yeah, I do. <laughs> yes, I do. I do mean to be harsh. We need to learn. We are stupid. We're stupid people. We got to wake up. I, I just love the way they come up with the names for some of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Medical assistance in dying. Medical assistance yeah. in dying. The we're ac- using something good to kill yeah. you off. The acronym mm-hmm. is MADE. Wow. I have no words. We'll be right back. Kate Daly Show. KateDalyRadio.com. This is the Kate Daly Show. Not so long ago, I could not see the world fall. I was blind Like I was just crawling round on my knees But then you came Yep And you We need to get smarter The next thing that hits us when the government and the media all agree run for your life it is not true they are lying to you and we're all when they're all on the same page and the whole world gravitates to the same narrative in about 15 minutes 
there's your biggest clue that their lying scumbaggery is on the loose and that you should not listen to one thing coming out of their mouths. And then after that 15 minute mark, five minutes later, all the governors will be on board like my own. And, and the pathetic nature by which they all go in and are on these, these narratives, it's so sickening. It's so sickening. And you know what? It took five minutes last time for all the governors to shut down all their states with zero cases. Mm-hmm. Zero. Sick. It's sick. It's twisted. But you know they're lying when that happens. Um, also, uh, activatefiq.com. I get a lot of questions about where to get the best supplements that actually go into your body and absorb. So more bang for your buck. They're, they're actually, the cost is lower sometimes than you get at like a Walgreens or anything sure. like that. But the product is much better because it absorbs. ActivateFIQ.com. From everything from histamines to copper to magnesium to Colsey, have their products in your arsenal for your immune system. ActivateFIQ.com. Code word is Kate. MyPillow.com too. Fantastic sponsor of the show. Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead. Hey. You're live. Hi, Kate. Hi. Um, you were just talking about how everybody climbs on board quickly. Yes. Um, with zero cases in that particular instance. Mm-hmm. And I, I thought of something that hasn't been said, and I'm not sure why. Okay. None of it is possible before Obamacare. You're right. Mm-hmm. No, you're right. Because all the hospitals, all the clinics, all the doctors are now owned. Yes. And... And that's the base of it. And I haven't heard one person say it. It just hit me one day. Oh, well, so I want to said put it, it out but... there in the world. Okay. Thank you for that. You're I right. really appreciate it. Thank yep. you. You know what? We've said that on the show. And it's be- when, I, when my husband was in the hospital, I saw it firsthand. I saw it up close and personal. And that's something I never wanted to see. I really didn't want to see that. But I saw that the hospital administration was running things and that they were going to do things because they were told to do, not because it was good doctoring, but because they were told to do them. And not just the administration. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. There's many doctors out there that have ignored their medical knowledge Yeah. and just done as they're told. Yes. They see what the shots are doing. Sure they, they do. They see that there's blood clots. They see that there's myocarditis. They see that it's on the rise. They see all of these things. And they are in a place of zero courage. This is why we were talking about this in the last hour is they don't have the courage because why? The life is safe. They, they, it's easy. They're lazy. They want to stay in this parameter where they can believe what they want to believe so that they keep intact everything, their medical license, their home, because they know they're going to, people are going to go after them. Right. But if we had more courage as a nation, if we had the courage we had back in 1776, can you even imagine I mean, I've been betrayed by a lot of people and a lot, and it's, it's disconcerting to see it. And they all, and, and most of them pride themselves on the fact that aren't they amazing? It's so yeah. weird, but you find yourself in a place where you go, no, I'm amazing. No, I, I, I am. <laughs> it's bizarre, but they're doing the worst atrocities. And, and the reality is all they're really protecting mm-hmm. is a standard of living. It is. It's not survival. No, creatures of comfort, yes. standard of living, right? To, to yeah. defend yourself and survive against something is mm-hmm. one thing. To to cave to a standard of living mm-hmm. absolutely is the most disgusting thing to me. The founders thought that we would probably be more like them, that we would desire liberty over everything else, that right. we would not be the creatures of comfort, that we would not 
give up everything for the nice home and the mm-hmm. nice cars and the and the with vacations. They actually thought we would still fight for it because we would realize somewhere that gee, this is a wonderful thing to have is free is absolute liberty. Liberty uh, apart from freedom is liber- it was with morals. So liberty that we would live this life, but I don't think they envisioned us being such weaklings. Some did. There's writings yeah, where they, true. you know. Some did. They worried about it. Sure. They worried about it. Well, I mean, humanity hasn't really changed well, all that much. Except that we're less intelligent. <laughs> yeah. We re- no, but we really are. We're no, less we intelligent are. than we used to be. Well, I don't know that we're less intelligent, but we certainly are more ignorant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, people like to just believe what they believe. Now. Sure. We had this discussion, too, that, um, you know, they just, I, I believe it because I want to. Not yeah. because it's true or not, just because I want to. Yeah. The last time yeah. anyone said just the facts was when Dragnet was still on TV. <laughs> so true. And then I, I look around and I'm thinking, you know, we we have an obligation to tell the truth, to have courage, to do what we know is right. I don't want to live a life where I'm doing things that I know are wrong. It doesn't work for it doesn't work. And you can't feel the spirit of God in those situations. And we talked about this too. Sometimes people will start out projects and then all of a sudden they get co-opted by government and they get, you know, dirty money and things like that. The, the spirit of those projects doesn't stay the same. No. If you can continuously stand on truth and do what you know is right, even with the consequences, there's a song. It actually made me stay with the show and it was do what is right. Do what is right. Let the consequence follow. That's the lyric of the song. And it hit me really hard the day that I wanted to give all this up. It, it did. This was a decade ago um, or eight years ago. And do what is right. Let the consequence follow. We have a really hard time with that. And we've got to get better because there's more stuff hitting us. What are we going to do? And the other issue is if we don't get our courage back, we're doomed anyway. You're not saving yourself. Yeah. Eventually, the tyranny is going to get you if you don't stand up before it's too late. I think the reason that we did this show today was because this is what we're lacking right now. And if we're not better at this, it doesn't matter what you know. It doesn't matter what you can see that others can't. If you don't have the courage to stand up and tell people and maybe risk being uncomfortable, like we said before, you're not getting beheaded over in the United States, you just might be made uncomfortable because you're yeah. out of the norm pack and you're saying something that people don't want to hear. But unless we start doing that, we're the last saving grace for this country or the people that are going to stand up and just say what's true regardless of the consequence. And we need you. There's a reason that you're listening to this right now. There's a reason we're all together right now. Yep. And on a final note, If you're a daughter, would you wear the same dress as your dad? (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for that (laughs) bold statement of truth. Really appreciate you. (laughs) All right, you guys. Be faithful. Be fearless. Be faithful and then be fearless in that order. In that order. Be back tomorrow. Thanks, you guys. KateDallyRadio.com.